My advice is don't listen to Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm still here today. I'm fine. I've got a couple bumps and bruises, but you can take my advice. Sure. Hello, welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week, we're answering more of your listener questions, things that you sent in that you want to hear the Rogers kids talk about. I know, you're just begging for us to answer these questions. You know what? We're dying to answer them, so let's get right to it. Sure, let's do it. William, this one comes from Katie. They say, if someone were to make a movie about you guys, or you were just characters in a fictional movie, who would you choose to play the two of you? Hmm. That's the first question. There's another one. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Who would I choose to play? I think each of us have performers that we've been described as in the past. Yes. I mean, definitely less so now. But when I was younger, a lot, a lot of people used to tell me that I looked like Julia Stiles. Right. It doesn't happen anymore. I think it happened about a year ago and I was really surprised. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know. There was a period of time when I was a teenager where I know I embarrassingly would act like Jack Black occasionally. Yeah. I would scream skadoosh and come on a yeehaw a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know who would play me. The, the problem is I don't really know a lot of performers now. I don't know. Um, you know who could? A bearded gentleman, David Harbour. From- wow. I consider that high praise. It is high praise. He's yeah. also like in his 50s. Yeah, well, I don't think he's in his 50s. I bet he's in but his 40s. But also, he looks so much better than me. <laughs> so I remember uh, yeah. thinking that the drawing or the painting that one of our listeners did of us looking like occult adventurers, I remember thinking that the depiction of you looked a little bit like David Harbour. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Okay. So, uh, hell yeah, I'll take it. David Harbour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up and down. I, I, w- I wouldn't even want to change that. Right. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go a Julia Stiles, David Harbour. No, 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 no. I don't know. Who else? I don't know. I've got a weird one. What's her name? She's a terrific, terrific performer. She was in Inception. She was in The, the Dark French Knight lady? Rises. Yeah. Uh, Marianne, Marianne Cotillard? Yeah, Marianne Cotillard. Oh, boy. More than happy. What a compliment. You don't think so? She's beautiful. I don't think I look anything like her. Okay. But phew, all day long, I'll take that. All right. So Marion Cotillard and David Harbour in Guide to the Unknown, the movie. God, that's that's almost insulting because it's so such what, a stretch from what we're like. Someone photoshopped the poster. It's like well, when, you, wait, wait, wait. It's, it's like when in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> who plays Pee-wee is it? Who the hell is it? Oh, my oh, God. God. I, I don't remember who actually plays him, I'm but yeah, it's think. like a charming. It's like a soap stud. opera star. Right. Uh, he plays P.W. Herman. See I, th- <laughs> See, I think it's like at the end of The Conjuring, where you've just watched Patrick Wilson, and then they show you the real Ed Warren. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, if we did some sort of like Stanley-esque cameo where we're at like a newsstand or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, you know, like at the end of like uh, a lot of biopics, like at the end of Walk the Line, mm-hmm. you know, the Johnny Cash biopic, they like show the real photo of the real guy and they put right. text on the screen where it's like Johnny Cash was never seen again. Yeah, right. And, like they sort of describe what like really happened beyond the movie. <laughs> it's like Kristen and William fell apart <laughs> <Yeah>. due to age. <laughs> oh, it was James Brolin who James played Brolin. who played Pee Wee Herman <laughs> in yeah. the movie version of his life. P.W. Herman. <laughs> P.W. Herman. Paging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman to the front desk. Dynamite. Um, so Kate, Katie's second question. 
Um, I've found so it, it says because it's December as we're recording this or as when she asked it and 2020 has basically sucked. I found myself trying to get into the Christmas slash holiday spirit even more so this year. What would you both say are some of your fondest holiday memories? And do we have any holiday traditions? Uh. Hmm. Um, I would say a funny holiday memory that I definitely think of fondly now was the year that I think our, I don't think our dad was like super active in this. It was definitely more of our mom's jam. She put together what we have since called an educational Christmas where our presents look frankly sucked. We, we literally got an abacus. Um, I'm not sure what else, but it was all like educational Christmas gifts. And it's the year is 1996. <laughs> yeah. An abacus. Yep. It's the hot new toy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely one. I, um, yeah. I thought the point was that that was going to be an educational Christmas from her perspective, too. What right? do you mean? Like, like, she was like, I'll get my kids all like, like things for small yes, kids. Yes. Yes. Like, it was. Yeah, it was deliberate. She was like, oh, this is a different Christmas. This okay. is an educational Christmas. I'm getting them smart toys. I do distinctly remember this like rock identifier kit. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was, like, you could tell like what sort of sediment <laughs> had contributed to the construction of a particular kind of rock. Yes. And I remember being like, kind of mystified. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I also got a rock tumbler. And if I remember correctly, I think I was actually kind of into it. Like where it like smooths out rocks and like makes them pretty and stuff, but I don't think I ever used it. I think I was like, oh, okay, this could be like cool, but I think it. I can picture it in the garage. Just a couple of like never used ingrates. Ingrates. Yeah, but also look. Also. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Come on. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, I think I think our greatest holiday tradition is what our father kicked off, which is either called the goofy gifts, the crappy gifts, whatever. One year, and it has just continued ever since. Our dad decided to make a gift uh, for our uncle, and it was because my mom, our mom, was reading Star Magazine, which had a depiction of Elvis Presley dying on a toilet. Yeah, like an artist's depiction. <laughs> like an artwork. Right. Like a Ralph McQuarrie <laughs> depiction. <laughs> what? Of, he, was... did, he did like the Star Wars posters. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like Elvis on all fours in front of a toilet dying. Yes, with um with fluffy pink shag carpeting on the floor and mm-hmm. on the toilet. The toilet seat cover was fluffy pink. So our dad cut that artwork out of the star, had it glazed onto a plate. <laughs> that is it so crazy. It's gift. so nuts to me to imagine dad doing that. It's so funny though. It's no, it is so funny. It's so funny. But just like he wasn't really I don't know. It's hard to imagine being active it's in that way. the only time he like, ever did that. Yeah, like him like actively decoupaging something yes. onto a plate. I know it was a big thing. He always said, I painted the edges of the plate gold. That's wild to me to think it of is, dad doing that. It is incredible. Yeah. But a tradition was born. Yes. And uh, we didn't all make them from there on out, but it kicked off, you know, decades, truly, mm-hmm. of, of going to Goodwill stores to find the weirdest possible statue or uh, Googling homemade doll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going on eBay and looking for a handcrafted clay pot. He know? would go on eBay and search OOAK, which stood for one of a kind. One of a kind, because they were always these, like, you know, total pieces like, of crap. Yeah, these, like, bizarre, like, a fish made out of seashells. Yep. We've seen some wonderful things. We had a gigantic uh, velvet painting mm-hmm. of a green unicorn. I bet I would like that now. I would, lo- oh my God, Kristen, that would have been I think I would genuinely like it was, that. It was, yeah. un- it was unceremoniously trashed. Yes. But, uh, yeah, just the, the crappiest, you know, uh, kitschiest 
possible gifts. It is one of the, the greatest traditions of all time. Yes, I love is. going to a Goodwill and hunting for something horrible. Yeah, it's also so easy. It's, it's so, so easy. It's so satisfying, but you don't really have to work for it that hard. It's so easy to ah, find just like it's crap. Great. It's great and it's inexpensive. It's fun. It's an activity. Everybody's cracking up. It rules. It's a ball. Yeah, it's a complete ball. Um, are there any other holiday traditions? You know, I don't I don't particularly think so. I don't really you know have a holiday tradition in my house yet. I'm extremely unceremonious. Really? With most things. Ryan and I usually give each other our Christmas presents practically as they come. We can't wait. Yeah. And no, I really don't do any big thing. It's just kind of another day with more food and I really enjoy it. But like, no, I, I don't. Yeah, we don't really have any traditions. No. I hope maybe with the baby. Maybe right, it'll I think be fun that to... will probably prompt some stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay. This next question, we're going to jump over to Patreon because people over there on patreon.com slash pod had their own post for offering questions. And I'm going to have one from JD. Um, so he said that we, we answered this on the previous episode. He said, Sherry beat me to it with the favorite Seinfeld episode question. People know how much we love Seinfeld and they're wondering about it. So JD says, I would also like to know what horror movie aside from Scream or, Bla- or Blair Witch you a always recommend to people when they ask for something to watch and B you consider a comfort movie, i.e. one you put on when you just need something good to watch. Great question. It's a very good question. I have a movie that I constantly recommend and I don't think a single person has taken me up on it. What? Pontypool. I still haven't seen it. Exactly. Exactly. Kristen, this is what everybody in my life says. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've recommended Pontypool. Our friend Bethany of An Acquired Taste Podcast also loves Pontypool and has also recommended to me. I still haven't watched it. I don't know why. You're a horrible friend. I just haven't gotten around to it. I love it. I am charmed by it. It is a zombie movie. It is almost like an audio drama put to film. Mm -hmm. Um, It has a wonderful performance by Stephen McHattie playing a sort of Don Imus, Howard Stern type uh, uh, controversial DJ early in the morning, mm-hmm. and he is documenting a case of a zombie outbreak. Now, here's probably where I lose people. I usually end up describing this movie as it's going to be either one of the best or worst movies you've ever seen. Okay. Up to you. 50-50. You're going to love it or hate it, I think. I am enchanted by it, mm-hmm. and I have recommended it countless times to people, and every time I recommend it, people go like, huh, okay. And then usually <laughs> when it comes back up, they're like, nah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I get it. Nah, I didn't see it. Nobody ever watches this this movie I recommend, ever. It's doomed. Ever. It's, 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 it's doomed. just doomed to die on the vine. Yeah, the best thing of all time. I was watching it. Uh, a, a friend of mine here had actually recommended it to me because I'm a great friend. I, I did watch it so I could discuss. Anyway. Um, How tedious. I was, How tedious. <laughs> I was watching Pontypool and tweeting about it because I was so sort of blown away. There's something that is... It's a zombie movie, right? We all know what that's like, except there's something about the zombies that is unlike anything you've ever seen before. It almost defies explanation. You have to see it. So I was tweeting about the movie going, what is going on? I loved this movie for the first half hour, but now that I know what the zombies are, I can't tell. Is this maybe horrible? I don't know what's going on. And somebody was tweeting back at me and being like, yeah, what do you think now? Yeah, it is pretty crazy, right? Even when I would say that the movie was like maybe bad, Uh they were like, right? I know, right? (laughs) And eventually, but, like, I was like, enjoy I was like this in. person's really engaged with me trying to figure out this movie. Clicked on their profile, the writer director. Oh, <laughs> so oh, I that's was right, that's right. I was actively saying, I can't even tell if I like it. And they're like, yeah, right? <laughs> that's great. <isn't laughs> so it? I felt a little guilty, but I was also like, this has been like, wonderful. It's been lovely chatting with you about your movie accidentally. It seems like they were a good sport about it. Very much so. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what I recommend to people for something to watch. 
I think I found that a surprising amount of people, and I say this as somebody who hasn't seen like anything, um, a surprising amount of people haven't seen Silence of the Lambs. Is that right? Yeah. And I found myself being like, oh, you should watch it. Like, you'll probably like it. It really is good. And they're like, yeah, I know, I know. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, that has definitely come up. I definitely have recommended like horror TV shows that are kind of Ah. uh like not watched as much like i've talked about it on the show before but i've been like there's this weird show called harper's island it's all it sums up perfectly it's you know eight or whatever episodes it is you're gonna know everything check that out you do love harper's island i love harper's island um yeah i can't really think of anything else right now it doesn't come up a lot i gotta tell you i don't think anybody's really asking for my my recommendations for horror movies very often fair enough what what is your comfort food what's your horror comfort food I would say it's not exactly horror, but I will watch Clue anytime I happen upon it. Ah, yeah. Or if it is showing up in my Netflix queue or whatever. Um, horror comfort food, big time for me. That's not a movie, but the the show Supernatural. Oh, okay. Because I think you can keep one eye on it and not totally know what's going on. It's kind of okay. Um, I've watched that when I've been sick multiple times. Yeah. Um, I'm still only in like season four or whatever. I, I watch five episodes and I don't watch it again for like eight months and I go back to it. But I find it very easy watching. Nice. Yeah. It goes yeah. down smooth. Yeah. It goes down real smooth. Oh, yeah. And there's always a recap for the next episode where they're like, I think they say the road before this or something like that. And they'll catch you up to it. So oh. mm-hmm. Eduardo Sanchez has directed many episodes. Yes, of he that has. Yeah. I'm um, an idiot. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I, <laughs> in my defense, I, I thought you were an idiot. Go on. What's your <laughs> comfort food? <laughs> I uh, this is a this is a tricky one for me. I don't watch many horror TV shows. I don't think. I honestly, I kind of just like popping on a, a on a slasher movie mm-hmm. if I'm going to watch something like just something that I'm familiar with yeah. enough. That it's not necessarily going to get in my way. Yes. Um, so maybe one of the first few Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. I find for some reason, the older that I get, I I like that franchise more and more. Yeah. I used to think of it as like an also ran to Halloween, which is certainly how it started. Mm-hmm. But like, I find those to be pretty easy watching. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. That's Friday the 13th. Good. Okay. Let's do a, one more from Patreon. This is from Carrie. They say... Best horror slash supernatural fiction of the year. Now we are recording this at the end of 2020. So that's probably part of why this question came in. And yeah. let me think. Right There's off been the some top, damn good horror this year. The first thing I think of is The Haunting of Blind Manor. Right. Um, and I'm trying to think of what else came out this Host. year. Oh, Host. Host was so good. Right. That was excellent. I'm going to look at my letterbox, which I don't really keep up. I, I was I had a pretty good streak for a while, but then I totally fell off of keeping it up. But let me see what's on here. Sure. Letterbox is an app where you can track movies that you've watched. I think Gretel and Hansel was maybe this year. Yeah, I think it was. Freaky. I did like that. Gretel and Hansel. Yeah, I liked Gretel and Hansel as well. Um, Invisible Man. Boy, oh, Invisible, Invisible Man, Man kicked off so 2020, I believe. Good. Yeah. Yes, Invisible Man was excellent. If you haven't seen that movie, you definitely should. As a matter of fact, that's going to be mine. Invisible Man, I really liked. Lee Wanell, mm-hmm. I feel, uh, really did a great job. Uh, that movie makes you like lean in and pay attention. Yeah, that is an excellent movie. And I watch a lot of old movies. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of new stuff on here. 
So yeah, I think I will leave it with the haunting of Blind Manor and Host. Yeah, I love yeah, Host. Of those. Really was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next question is from Allie, William's wife. Oh. Allie said, what are the three key things, actors, themes, setting, production, people, that you get excited when you see in the trailer for a new movie or TV show? Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. That's very interesting. That is interesting. I would say actors off the bat because of the person that we're going to see. And there's some people that I just enjoy dynamically watching. And then I have the most awareness of writers and directors after that. Yeah. I think for me, it's usually going to be behind the camera people. I, I, there are a lot of performers that I really, really like, but I would probably go with like, um, here's what Oz Perkins is up to. Here's what Mike Flanagan is up to mm-hmm. before I'd really worry about who's in it necessarily. Cool. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. Cause again, like back to the invisible man, right? Like the invisible man as a, as a franchise, quote unquote, you know, original universal monster franchise, I guess. Like mm. it's fun to bring that back, but we've seen them try to have like the Tom Cruise mummy right. Dracula untold. Yes. We didn't... did an episode about that, by the way, there's the dark universe. So if you search for that through GTTU's, you know, archives, archives. you'll find that. Yeah. But like the fact that it was Lee Wan L mm-hmm. who I think is, has had an interesting trajectory started with saw Yep, where he and James Wan, uh, made that movie. Lee Wan L would stick around to write a bunch. James Wan obviously had a meteoric rise. Yes, through insidious or conjuring. you could say he plunged into the depths. That's true because of Aquaman. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. But I think that James Wan, like his his uh, notoriety, really took off in a gigantic way that Lee Wan L's didn't necessarily. And I think Lee Wan L really like worked and like studied his way up and with Invisible Man really like made it. So Lee Wan L I think is like a person that's it's fascinating to watch their trajectory. So mm-hmm. that's the sort of thing that I usually look out for. I like to know that either somebody is brand new and doing something interesting or somebody who I already like, what are they tackling next? What is the thing that's like rattling around in their head? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Allie has a second question. She said, if you could visit any of the places you've covered on GTTU and be guaranteed to be safe, where would you go? Guaranteed to be safe. Yeah, what's somewhere scary that we'd like to... I know, this really incentivizes wanting to go to somewhere dangerous. I know, dangerous. you know, we have carte blanche. Carte blanche. Um, let me look back through our archives. Let me see. I know this where is have we been. This requires some thinking. Yes. <laughs> because I really I like that we can be guaranteed to be safe. Because you could go to like the Winchester house, but they do tours there. Right, so it's probably okay. Yeah, who 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 cares? Hmm. Um even like it's not operational anymore. If if it could be that I'm safe from having to talk to people who I don't really want to have to talk to, okay. I would like to go to the Warren's Occult Museum. In Connecticut. So safe to you is also meaning me, your social leave safety. Yeah, leave me alone. Okay. Just look. That's weird, but okay. Just looking. Sure. Uh, let's see. What other places? See, because I, I, I'm scrolling through and I saw Disney's Haunted Mansion. Yeah. And if we are taking broad definitions of, of what safety safe. means, yeah. I'm allowed to get out of the Doom buggy and walk around. Oh, 
I would love to do that. Right? Yes. I just recently, it'll be up whenever this comes out. I I wrote an article for Hunt a Killer about the various haunted mansions around the world. And so I just recently was really immersing myself in all that stuff and looking at some of the um, ride through videos on YouTube of the different ones. And it's so cool. So awesome. I popped back out of my room. I said to Ryan, when this quarantine stuff is over, I want to go and actually be able to do the ride going back to disney mm-hmm. um let's see you know i don't know how many places we've we've uh covered that are actually like dangerous so i don't even know the that bennington we necessarily, triangle that's true because i was looking at things like the georgia guidestones or stonehenge and like those are very cool but i don't think it would be in danger right so we might not have a place where it's like oh thank god that i get to use my safety clause are we assuming that all the stories are true Yes, I think right? we may as well. Is yes. Bennington Triangle the one with the rocks that might eat you? Yes. All right, so we're saying rocks. the rocks definitely will eat you, except we'll be safe. Right, exactly. Stanley Hotel. Uh, but that's we're going to say on. it's definitely haunted, but we can go there. It'll be fine. Right, we can go into room 217. Okay. We'll yeah, see, fine. I think that I think part of it has to be not just that we'll be safe. Yeah. Because we can be safe in a lot of these places. Right. It has to be everything, every story will come to life, mm-hmm. but we will, won't have to worry about you know, risking our lives. Yes. I would like to go to the Willard library, which is ah. from episode 22. This is a library that said be haunted and they have a 24 hour ghost cam recording ghosts. So I get to be in a library, which I enjoy That's around ghosts, but they can't harm me. That's a very good one. Yes. How about this? How about this? Are you ready? I'm listening. Skinwalker ranch. Ooh. Skinwalker ranch where yeah. it is said that a mysterious, a billionaire mm-hmm. purchased the property to keep trespassers out. Yep. I want to be able to walk around. Denver International Airport. Yes. That's Creep a around can... in the catacombs down there. Yes. In the underground area where it's said that the lizard people are. I want the VIP. You know, I went to, uh, I went to India. The Queen Mary. The Queen Mary is a great one. Yep. I went to India for work at my old job. We all get it. You've traveled. <laughs> and we had like a total, unwarranted, mind you, but a total like guided tour mm-hmm. of India. So we were driving around Chennai and we had a driver and, you know, we were taken around to temples and things like that. And like, it really did feel like we were on a curated That's sort cool. of experience in this place. And I, I would love to sort of be, yeah, like VIP'd. Yeah. Through these like horrifying places. That would be wonderful. I would also like to stand back while um, the people who are involved in the secret UFO program are in like the control room, like yeah. talking about what we're going to do about these aliens. And I'm just staying there and they can't see me and I just get to listen. Total fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like Scrooge when he goes to his past and nobody can see or hear yes. him. Yes. Yes. Be Scrooged into Area 51. Yes. <laughs> so you can just observe. Yes. I could just find out the secrets. Hell yeah. Woo. Woo. Also, any cemetery that we've ever talked about. Yeah. Spider-Gate Cemetery. Night. Yep. Yep. Cool. Stull, That's fun. It's fun to imagine cemetery. that. Yeah, it is. So scary. It's like a power... I would normally be very scared. You know, they call like comic books like or like a power fantasy or whatever. Uh, I haven't heard that before. You haven't heard that before? Uh-uh. I, I may not have the right phrase, but the idea is that like Batman allows you to project yourself in a scenario where you are super strong and super fit. Okay. So it's sort of like a little kid's fantasy. What if I could be Superman? Yeah. Like this is a fun power fantasy of like, yeah. you get to go to all these horrific places. Yeah, right. But you'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> Which is a, a dream. That's yeah. wonderful. I'm into it. Yeah. Excellent questions. All right, now we have an interesting hypothetical real-life situation from Tracy. Love it. 
They say, I live in the middle of nowhere. At night, it is pitch black because there are very, there is very little artificial lighting. I usually water my garden very late at night, and I often see this single bright light across the paddocks. Nope. Just, bo- just bobbling midair. Don't do it. Should I investigate or should I continue ignoring it? If I do investigate, what do I need to take with me and how do I prepare myself? First of all, Tracy, I absolutely love this. This is like the best case scenario is that it's a hypothetical for us to chew on, but it's like your real life, which is very fun. But also we take so long to answer these questions sometimes. I hope that she's not waiting on our answer. I hope she Or that we're not too late to give our advice because I I have definitive advice. Okay. Real life definitive advice. You ignore it. You see it from afar. You're like, I wonder what that is. It's very weird. Yeah. You don't approach it. Um, Fantasy advice. You get on some waders because it sounds like there's some water involved. I don't want your pants getting wet. That's a terrible feeling. Or your socks. So (laughs) terrible feeling. uh, Good safety advice. Appropriately. Sure. And then, yeah, go out there and check it out. What would you need? You would need night vision goggles. I would want you to bring some sort of safety thing just in case you encounter any weirdies out there. So some mace. Uh, some mace. And this is terrible advice. What? I said it's like fantasy land, not real advice. My real advice is to stay home in your lovely garden that you water late at night and just enjoy your life. You've already got it made. Don't go chasing lights in the dark, first of all. No, but you know, if you do, no. waiters, mace, night vision goggles. No, there is no camera. <laughs> EVP recorder. Okay. <laughs> A light grid. What was that smug, <laughs> smug character you just did there? Okay. <laughs> no. Here's what you need to do. Go back, Guide to the Unknown, Episode 3, Willow the Wisp. Yeah. Stay away. You've already got a nice farm. You've got a garden. Mm-hmm. Good enough. Dude, <laughs> I don't care if you've got the waders on in the boots. I don't care if you've got the night vision goggles. Do not, under any circumstances, investigate that strange light in the distance. What if Tracy has the safety that Allie offered us? She doesn't. She'll be safe. She doesn't. We already described that as a power fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Do do not investigate the light. Lights in the distance can be methane gas. Yes. Igniting. This is a true phenomenon. They ignite and they create a puff of light and they have lured many a curious traveler to investigate only for them to find themselves suddenly drowning to death in a bog (laughs) by far. This was ranked as one of the top worst places to drown by people magazine. What? (laughs) A bog. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Not, it's not worth it. Look, I also agree. My vote is don't do it. I practically agree. Don't do it. I'm just joking around. My advice is don't listen to Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm still here today. I'm fine. I've got a couple bumps and bruises, but you can take my advice. Sure. I would, of course, be enchanted by this light in the distance that I don't understand the origin of. If I was a child and I saw a light like that, I'd be drowning in a bog. One, two, three. That's why you create the legend of the will of the wisp. Yes, that's right. A mischievous imp that's going to lure you to your death. To keep this little mischievous imp uh, safe. Yeah, exactly. Stick with the artificial lights. Yeah. Oh, no, no problem. Don't need that will of the wisp. You know how much I enjoy my ambient lighting? I know you do. You know I, know I do. do. Okay, Tracy has another question that is another hypothetical, which is very fun. Yeah, I Way love go, this. Tracy. I love a hypothetical. I do too. 
Uh, Tracy said, if you could room slash flat with a supernatural being or cryptid, who would it be and why? Ooh. Okay, so let's think of like a... I want a nice one, obviously. Bigfoot clogs of, the drain. Bigfoot clogs the drain. Um, Mothman's too big and scary. Mothman's frightening. Yeah. He's just going to be like foretelling doom. Well, yeah, and also they say that he might live in a nuclear power plant. So that means that you're apartment yeah, is he irradiated the, yeah right so i don't really want to live with him <laughs> sure um let's see who'd be like kind of a nice one to live with well let's think what, what are some cryptids loch ness monster just hogs the tub yeah too wet but i'm just gonna google cryptids let's get yep. a good list going here yep. that sounds good i'm not that imaginative i also like the flatwoods monster a lot that was that one that i covered very early on in the show that has a head kind of shaped like a spade yeah that is and they cool. were they were um I think kind of like extraterrestrial, I believe. So maybe they wouldn't be home a lot. Right. Yeah, they're out there doing their thing. So I kind of appreciate that because I'm a little bit of a loner. So Flatwoods Monster is a contender for me. Let's see what else we can see here in this list of cryptids. The Chupacabra is rough. We we each have pets. Yeah. <laughs> Keep away I, from their blood. Yeah, I don't know about that. Chupacabra is too much of a wild card. Sea serpents. Ugh, I really don't like snakes. Jersey Devil. Um, the Jersey Devil, I don't know. It, I think it the Jersey brings, Devil's kind of cool. I actually love the Jersey Devil. It's one of my favorite cryptids. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, But, you know, it's said to attack people before or bring harm to people. So. But it's, it's living with you. Right. But I don't know. You got to make sure that you have... What are the circumstances of us boarding together? It's like the odd couple. Yeah. Are we friends? So we're they're not going to hurt us? I guess so, right? If we're going to live together. It's Listen, it benefits you to get along with your roommates. That's Always. what I'm going to say. Be a good roommate. That's right. So maybe the Jersey Devil. Yeah. I think the Jersey Devil might be mine. He can fly. Mine's Flatwoods Monster. That's pretty cool. I, I think that that's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it can fly. That's pretty cool. I think that that's pretty neat. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I'm just saying, I would have reasons to be complimentary, and that would make me a good roommate to to JD. Absolutely. Make sure, I was going to, I don't know if you should make sure that you have a chimney or that you don't, because the Jersey Devil in the traditional story flew out of the chimney away from its home. So does the Jersey Devil like to use that instead of a door? Oh. And so would you want that in your house or would you not? Because then maybe the Jersey Devil is always knocking soot onto your floor. Wait. Soot. Soot. <laughs> I assume you can get used to using the door. Yeah. He's supposed to be born of a of a human lady. Right, but then why does he use the uh, the chimney first time? I guess he's a baby and he hasn't adapted yet. Here's a question. Does he use a bathroom? That is a question. I think we... That's a big... I'm looking at the picture <laughs> to see if there's any evidence of anything. That's going to be a big determining factor of and who's how... my roomie. Yeah, right. And he's a horse. Yeah. Like, partially. So that's big. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't it's know. A horse. Hopefully, well, you know, maybe he goes outside. <laughs> and he's a horse. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> the elephant in the room, he's a horse. <laughs> he's a flying horse, so. Maybe he goes outside because Content of that. With that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he goes outside. Yeah, so I think it's probably not he's a problem. He's got to be housebroken. So you get your own bathroom, your own Horses private bathroom. Horses just do that when they're walking around. You think yes. he's doing that flying? <laughs> yes, and his tail's batting it. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Like a hippo. At the zoo, <laughs> all the children scream. Oh my god, it's so funny. Okay, moving on. All right, okay. <laughs> Flatwoods monster and Jersey Devil. Yes. Okay, so Kyle asks, "What's the scariest thing, paranormal or not, that has ever happened to you personally? Even if it's funny, that's okay too." Um, I want to make it funny. <laughs> uh, 
I'm trying to think what's what's something scary that's happened to me. Um, I, mine's not f- funny, and I've definitely told it before, but it is the one that springs to mind. Of uh, when I was driving through New Brunswick and I saw the road was that's really scary. Yeah, there was a an artificial barrier. Yeah, of milk crates put in the road, which I think were to get drivers to stop driving so that somebody could then come out and mug you. Right. Yeah. It scared I, the hell out of me. <laughs> I definitely think so. I think that is definitely the case, and that is extremely scary. I'm so glad you just like turned around and got the hell out of there. You know, that's not as interesting though. I'll give you a different one. Mm-hmm. I may have also told this before, but it's it's a, a lesser lesser told story of mine. I uh, we've got a, a buddy whose family has a house on a lake in upstate New York, and I love it there. It's very peaceful. You can sit on the dock and just look at the water like you're a hundred years old, yeah, just staring into the depths. <laughs> And uh, one day we were packing up to drive away, and I heard, I mean, we all heard it, it sounded like a gunshot Ugh. ringing out from the other side of the lake somewhere. And I was really, like, thrown by it. And, like, what do we do? Do we call the police? Or, like, it's a very remote area. Nobody right. really is up. Like, if you go to the nearby town, like, no one lives there. It's like a ghost town. So it's like, if you're going to kill someone, I guess do it here. And everyone was like, I don't know, maybe it was a hunter. Who knows? Who who cares? And I eventually like let them convince me, like, yeah, don't don't worry about it. And we got in the car and left. But I always had this, you know, nagging doubt of like, what if I just ignored yeah. a, a a murder? Right. Oh God, that is scary. There you go. Yeah. To have that. <laughs> Funny or think, no. Think about what I, what keeps me up at night. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> Um, boy, I mean, I've definitely had some scary things happen in life. And I'm trying to think of one that's like fun or funny or whatever. Um, what are you laughing about? <laughs> I just thought about that time that you found what you thought were entrails in your parking lot. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, so there was one time where I was walking the dog in the morning and I went to throw away his poop bag in the dumpster that was like by our apartments. And I looked down and I, and by the way, this story is going to turn out fine. So like, it's going to sound really horrible, but actually surprisingly, everything is completely fine in this story. So I looked down and I saw what I thought was, and I turned out to be correct was an umbilical cord. Mm -hmm. And I looked into the dumpster and I saw a bag of blood. And so I went horrible. inside, and I'm gonna like try to fast track the story a little bit. I, we called the cops. They came. They confirmed that yes, it was indeed an umbilical cord. They um, put up the caution tape like all around my building and the chunk of the parking lot that it was in. Uh, and the, I was just watching out my window for like hours and hours. And like the um, somebody from the hospital came to look at it and confirm, like, "Yep, sure is," or whatever. And they <laughs> you went could to- see theatrical nodding. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they went door to door and asked questions. Um, they want to know if we had noticed anybody who was pregnant recently in the apartment complex. And Which I is had. a frightening question to be asked. Yes, it is. And then they were like searching the woods right behind my apartment. And so the implication was obviously that maybe somebody had had a baby at home or something had happened and they were looking for a baby. That's not what happened again. So 
to fast forward hours, they start to pack stuff up. So I ran outside and I was like, hey, like, what's what's Can the deal? Can you tell me what is going on? Yeah, because I, the I kept the cop and I kept talking kind of throughout this. We like knock on the door and ask me a question about how I found it. They like took body cam statements from me and my husband separately. Is there a point in case that, we were in cahoots? Is there a point that you started to feel like maybe you were like a deputy or like you were part <laughs> of this? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like leaning on the cop yeah. <laughs> with my elbow. <laughs> hey, Joey, what was it you were saying before? Right. Is it 1042 or 1044? <laughs> oh, God. There was a point where, um, I'm not really, but he was like, have you seen anybody who is like maybe a little bit like heavier around the middle, who's maybe looking pale, kind of sick? And I was like, like me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you say that? I don't remember if I said it to him, but I definitely said to Ryan later, like, uh. The kind of weird self-deprecating humor that every officer loves to have to deal with. I don't think I said Can it. Can you just answer the questions directly, ma'am? No, I, I can't imagine that I said it, but I, de- I definitely clocked it. I wonder if on the body cam you can see, like, a twinkle of my eye, like, uh. can we Can we, like, request that footage? I wonder. Right? I wonder. Are you allowed can we, to? we, like, submit a, oh my God. a request for the... Do they keep it forever? I mean, this was years ago. I would love it if we got that footage and it was like, yes, officer, sir, I <laughs> I did report it at 200 hours. Like, if you were like, really? Like a different person in front of the cops? <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm so familiar with that. It's like an old friend. You know what else would be great is if we kept watching the, the body cam footage and they're like, they're standing by the dumpster and then one of them just turns and you can see you at the window <laughs> peering out and then duck out of sight. I like was doing that the whole day. I, I'm sure one of them caught me at some point. But anyway, what it ended up being... I like the neighbors on Bewitched. <laughs> the Krantzes or something? Yeah, something like that. Kravitzes. I Kravitz, think. yeah. Um, so what it ended up being... I mean, this sucks for the woman, but everybody was fine. Um, a neighbor of mine who I didn't know did give birth in the hospital. The mother and the baby were fine. She wanted to take her placenta, including the um, umbilical cord home. And the hospital gave it to her mother-in-law to bring home because she was going home, you know, back to their apartment before the, the mother was going to be. And she thought it was a bunch of hooey and she threw it into the dumpster like willy nilly. And so an animal must have come by and ripped the bag open. What a nightmare. It was so crazy. And then here come you and crumbs. Walking around the corner. I didn't even know that I would know what an umbilical cord looks like on site like that, but I apparently did. Well, you texted me as it was happening. And oh, you said yeah. You said it was intestines at the time, but I think you were trying I, to cover up what you really thought. I, I thought it was intestines or an umbilical cord because okay. yeah. they looked somewhat similar. I was like, am I just being like dramatic? Like, oh, it's an umbilical cord. Maybe it's an animal intestine. That was something I thought at one point. But like, my, I know my first thought was like, holy shit, that's an umbilical cord. Yeah, yeah. Horrible, horrible. So that was a scary thing that happened to me. Pretty scary. All right, before we move on, William, let's tell the people a little bit about ourselves. Yeah, they don't know who we are. They have no idea what's going on here. We are guides (laughs) to the unknown. Somebody somebody half hour and going, oh, what the hell is this? I just want to know what's going on. Um, (laughs) This show comes out every Friday on all podcast apps and on YouTube.com slash TalkBomb, where there's an unedited version and you can see us talking to to each other a little bit in the beginning and at the end of the show. We also have a Patreon page at Patreon.com slash GTTUPod, where for $4 or more per month, you can donate money to us as a thank you for the show. And 
return, we give you bonus episodes every single month on the 13th in the form of a secret podcast called The Netherworld Dispatch. There's a whole other show out there that you could have fun with. And we also do live streams. There's a Discord for just Patreon people where every single day there are like a lot of people hanging out and just chatting. It's kind of like a modern day chat room kind of thing. And it's a really, really nice community where we really enjoy giving you extras. And we so, so appreciate the support from you. So thank you so much because it really keeps the show going. So thank you to all our patrons. Yeah, you all kind of keep the show alive even oh, when yeah. you know it's between episodes or mm-hmm. something like that. It's fun. Yeah. The Discord is also like people are talking about books they, oh, they yeah. like to read. It's in just there. whatever. It's it's whatever you want to talk about, but with the shared understanding that mm-hmm. if somebody's recommending something, you can probably trust their taste because you're you're all listeners of this show. Right. Which is pretty fun. Yeah. Um so yeah, go check that out. You can find links to our social media and everything that we do on gttupod.com. And uh, we would love it if you would consider sharing the show with your friends. You might, you know, tweet about it or write a blog post about your top favorite podcast. Maybe you put Guide to the Unknown in there. That'd be awesome. Um, Apple podcast reviews, all that kind of stuff. You've heard, you know, podcasts talk about trying to spread the word. And we would greatly, greatly appreciate anything that you might do if you're enjoying the show. Mm -hmm. Um, We've also done... Damn near, we're coming up on 200 episodes. Yep. Honestly, where we've talked about, you know, urban legends, cryptids, folklore, the true story behind horror movies. You know, not all the episodes are as conversational as the one that we're doing right now. Um, so go dig into the archives. And if, if there's something in the world of horror that you're curious about, there's a very good chance that yeah. we've talked about it. Um, so go check that out. And thanks for so much for um, hanging out with us and listening to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so back to the questions. Yeah. Steffi has a bunch of them, which are fun. The first one is, if you could be a horror villain slash ghost slash paranormal being for one day, what slash who would you like to be and why? This is fun, too. This is like Ali's question about yeah. safely going to a scary place. Yeah. Because it's like you you can do you can be a, a complete monster. Mm-hmm. It's just for one day. A it's like the purge. Being. Oh, yeah, it is like the purge. Right? You get to be a ghost for 24 hours. Yeah. I feel like for the most part, I get to do whatever I want in life all the time. Well, for the most part, not 100%, but I don't feel like I need a purge. Yeah, you're not you're not like limited by anything. Not really. I got no strings to hold me down. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we both to just make kind me of laugh like, or make me frown. Part of our work involves just talking about horror. Yeah. <laughs> like writing about it. Yes. So, that's interesting. It's tight. Yeah. So I'm trying, but I'm trying to think. Um, that's not really, you know, answering her question specifically, but just like in a purge scenario, I'm just batting down the hatches. Even if I could be safe yeah. with Allie's cloak of safety, I'm, I'm fine. I got a weird one. Okay. I got a weird one. I was scrolling through our list of previous topics just to, I don't know, mm-hmm. get get some inspiration. Sure. I came across the Necronomicon. Okay. Now the Necronomicon has a human face. I've always wondered whose face that is. Oh, you want to be the Necronomicon? I, that's what I thought first. And I was like, that's weird. I'm a dead book. Yeah, people are holding you all the time. <laughs> it's weird. People are, hold- <laughs> people are holding you all the time. How about Ash? That's a cool one. I mean, he seems like he's having a great groovy time. He's having a ball, yes. Ash Williams. But that's not really a villain. A oh, right. Villain yeah, we're going slash with villain. ghost slash paranormal Damn. being. Damn, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but I don't want to like kill people. I know. So that's why I'm leaning way more toward the ghost slash paranormal being part of my brain because I don't really need to be a villain and like. I am getting very town. fictional with it because the next thing I was going to say was Slimer. That works. He gets to fly around. He's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. And he just eats. Yeah. No, I think that's pretty good. It's a lot like me, but I just can't fly. Maybe I would be the Susie doll. From oh, that God. episode of um, 
paranormal witness that it's we an talked extended about. Toilet joke. That's part Wasn't of it. Wasn't that yes. doll found on a toilet? Yes, it was, William. Is that not where your mind went initially? It actually wasn't. Why is it always toilets with you? It's always toilets. They make me laugh more than anything else on the planet. I can't help it. What's going on here? What do you think? What do you mean what's going on here? Just. Come on. It's just notable. It's worth pointing out. Yeah, I know. All right. But Susie <laughs> doll's pretty fun. Yeah, the toilet gag is really... That's the main appeal of the Susie doll. You're right. You're right. It's just weird. It's just always toilets. It's just funny. Dear David. Oh, yeah. Dear David. With dear that, David's with pretty that interesting. Head. It also might just be, be fun to be a ghost and know that you're kind of immune from anything scary another ghost could do to you. Sure. And like just hang out in a graveyard and do spooky ghost stuff, but not be scared of, you know... What right. You can kind happening. of investigate ghost society. Yeah, exactly. Like Patrick Swayze in Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you get stay away from the subways. Right, you get immunity just by being part of it. Sure, I like that. Okay, so the second question goes especially to you, Will. Oh, um, but both answers would be interesting. What, and you know what? This is something that we kind of already answered. I just realized in a previous episode, in a way. But Steffi asked, "Was there ever a situation that made you seriously go, oh, there might be more than reality, or brought you to the brink of becoming a true believer?'" And I think that we answered that in the first listener questions episode. We Not did, quite but all... phrased that way, right? Um, but we did talk about two experiences that we had that made us brought us the closest to believing. Correct, which is why I will give you another answer to the question. Fabulous. I have only ever had the one experience which I feel was a paranormal experience, as previously discussed. Mm-hmm. But I have had this other experience just in life that sort of changed the way that I look at the world, which maybe this is a little more emotional and and vulnerable than an answer you'd typically expect to this kind of question. But hey, Kristen and I have encountered death a number of times. Mm-hmm. Um, our oldest sister, Karen, was killed by a drunk driver. A couple months later, our dad died. Like many people out there, we had beloved grandparents who, who passed away. Um, one of the things that I'm most shocked by the older that I get and the more people that we know who we've lost is that I, when I was younger, certainly considered <clears throat> not, not a spiritual person, uh, life ends. And to me, that was always comforting. You hear mm-hmm. people talk about it, how like, oh, well, if you don't believe in heaven, that's horrible. Heaven is, is comforting. How can you not? And I, I actually find it very comforting, the idea that we're all animals and we're all here we get to do what we do and then we're gone i actually find that to be kind of comforting Uh, you have to make your make use of your time on earth to Mm -hmm. me that's kind of comforting and then when you're done you're totally done you don't exist anymore but after losing karen and our dad the amount of times that i do consider like oh they're looking at me right now Mm -hmm. not in a scary way but in a sort of like i almost imagine them as um observers uh uh you know, we were talking about like comfort food that you watch. Yeah. Like TV that like just goes down smooth. I think that life goes down smooth for the dead if mm-hmm. they exist. Like whether somebody is struggling or something down here, they're kind of like, oh, I remember feeling stuff like that yeah. before. I remember bad That's days. What I imagine. Oh, Will's having a bad day. I remember what that was like. He'll be okay. We and know also, he'll like, be but okay. I know he's going to get through it. I know okay. he's going to get through it. Yeah. Yes. I think that they are beyond, yeah. beyond any form of struggle, suffering. I think they can acknowledge it, mm-hmm. but they're so at peace with things. Yeah, that's what I imagine too. That is the thing that I find myself reflexively going to a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm suddenly, in the last few years, somewhat spiritual in in how I think about people that we've lost. Mm-hmm. And I used to very much be like, gone is gone. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I sort of like keep them 
Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Actually, on the way here tonight, I uh, out loud talked to Karen very briefly. Did you really? I did because I was listening to Dua Lipa, who's a pop artist, and yeah. she has kind of like a disco kind of feel, and Karen loved disco. And I, and I said, like, do you like this, Karen? <laughs> so do car. you do the same thing? Do you kind yeah. of imagine that like they can just see everything? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's interesting. I did out loud by myself in the car. I was like, oh, you'd like this, Karen, or like something like that, because she reminds, disco reminds me of her. I wonder if it's if it's an instinct in us to... Is it the inability to fully let go that makes you reflexively assume that they're still there? I don't think it's just that. There? I think it's also just that there are a lot of things that say that they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know so I mean? it's we sort have... of ingrained in you that you should think this. Yeah, I kind of think so. That's interesting. I think yeah. it, I, I don't know. I literally don't know. I'm not being like, I don't know if we didn't, whatever. But I don't know if there wasn't like stuff in society that says that people stay around. I don't know if we would innately do that we might but i literally don't know yeah exactly we'll never know what does society look like where we have not Mm -hmm. been raised in an environment where ghost stories exist and people talking about an afterlife right and depictions of people on clouds looking down at earth like without that in front of you do you imagine that yourself Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's interesting i don't know yeah okay so you had something to say? Uh, it just it just made me think of one thing. I just, mm-hmm. just want to throw it out there. Uh, Ricky Gervais made a movie called The Invention of Lying. Mm-hmm. And the entire conceit is this is a world where nobody has ever lied before. And so that means there's no fiction. There's no entertainment. You can't tell stories because that is technically lying. If you tell the story of, you know, Medusa and turning people to stone, how you defeat Medusa, like ancient lore. Right. That would be making something up. So there, it doesn't exist. So in his movie entertainment on television is people reading first person accounts of like battles uh-huh. and like war stories, uh-huh. which is also what entertainment used to be. Yeah. And stuff, right. But, um, the reason that it becomes the invention of lying is Ricky Gervais's character. His, his mother is dying and she's afraid of dying because then there's nothing mm, you're yeah. here in the world. And when you die, there is no world. So therefore you don't exist. And he says, Oh no, 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 there's something there. She goes, there is because no one's ever lied before. She doesn't, right, right. she doesn't know that he could be making something up. There's no such thing as making something up. So he goes, yeah, and it's good there. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, this is huge news. There's something after life. <laughs> uh, and so he bit by bit, because he's trying to comfort her, mm-hmm. invents the concept of heaven. Hmm. Because of course, of course, when people are afraid of dying, you say, don't be afraid. Yeah. You don't want people to feel bad. You want them to feel good. Yeah. So don't be afraid. You're going to go somewhere nice. Mm-hmm. And so the invention of lying is actually really about Ricky Gervais's character accidentally being viewed as like a prophet. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like Because yeah. he's telling people great news about the afterlife that no one's ever considered before. Yeah. That's sort of how I, I feel. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah. we, we sort of just tell ourselves stories to, to make life bearable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a lot of cases for sure. Yeah. Okay, so some lighter kind of quick fire round ones from Steffi. Oh, you want lighter stuff now? Fine. (laughs) All right, Steffi lightens it up by asking, did you believe in Santa Claus slash the Easter Bunny, etc.? Yes, I did. Did you believe in the Easter Bunny? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. What does the Easter Bunny do? I don't know. He like brings you eggs or something. He just brings you the basket? Yeah, he brings you the basket. That's the whole thing? Yes. You believed that? I guess so, yeah. Okay, so did I. Yeah. Um... They're like the same kind of thing. I, mean, I also believed in the Tooth Fairy. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I believed in the Tooth Fairy. Yep. Our parents would 
uh, you know, like leave quarters for us and stuff like that. Yeah. Or sometimes like a silver dollar. I remember one time I woke up and I was excited to get whatever under my pillow from the tooth fairy and it wasn't there and I was upset. And either mom or dad, I can't remember who, was like, but where did you lose the tooth? Because my tooth fell down the sink and they put whatever the coin was on the little sink stopper. Really? Mm-hmm. That's very fun. I know. It's super fun. That's a fun wrinkle on, yeah. the, on the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, chocolate or chips, Steffi says. I wonder if Steffi is maybe chocolate from like Britain or something where they call fries chips. Why do you assume that? Because maybe it's like a sweet or sa- uh, salty oh, I see. question. Well, I wonder. Potato chips can be salty. Yeah, true. That's true. But she didn't say potato chips, so. Well, why do they have to be separate at all? Chocolate chips or chocolate and chips? That's what I'm saying. Why Then why chocolate or chips? There must be some dividing line No, here. that's my answer. Oh, why not have both? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go with that, Steffi, you are from somewhere where they call um, French fries potato chips, and I'm going to go French fries, chips. I could be completely incorrect, but I like salty stuff more than I like sweet stuff. Okay. Um, question five, would Molly or Crumbs win in a race? Oh, God. Molly. Molly would win in a race. Molly can really hoof it. Molly can book it. Yeah. Molly gets really excited and she sprints. Mm-hmm. Crummy. God love him. Yep. Has no not interest. That fast. He's got no interest. And in not super interested. He doesn't yes. want to run a race. He's loping. He's loping around. He'll lope. He runs, but it's not a real, he's not really putting mustard on it. <laughs> um, and then Beth chimes into Steffi's questions and says, question 3A, are Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny cryptids? That's very interesting. The Easter Bunny... Probably could be. I think the Easter Bunny is a cryptid. I think Santa is a magical being. Santa is supposed to be an elf. Mm-hmm. Is an elf a cryptid? So he's kind of like a humanoid. Right. I don't think they're cryptids. I think they're humanoid creatures. <laughs> the gift-giving I humanoid. Think cryptids are more animal-based. Yes, exactly. So, so that's I'm going to go Easter Bunny, though. yes. Santa Claus, no. Yes. Okay, this next one is from Anton Fullard. They say, what's something you thought you'd really enjoy but made you go, nope, immediately? I know for me, it may have not been immediate, but it's close to immediate Halloween 2018. Oh, boy. I was very hyped for that. And then in the theater, I was just kind of like, huh? Huh? Ugh. I really want to give a different answer. Yeah. But once you said that, it's like it clicked right into place. Yeah. Yeah. That was a toughie. That, it was hard. Yeah, because I was real hyped. It was a hard moment. And yet, I've seen it multiple times. Can I say so something on a from level, the movie? I like it. I but... want to say something from the movie that's lewd, but it's anatomically correct. Even the original line is. Okay. Okay. So Rob Zombie's Halloween is is characterized as like people just being vulgar for the sake of vulgarity. Yes. And Halloween 2018, I interpreted was like, you know, we're supposed to be doing Halloween right now, right? right? We're, we're going to make a sequel to the original. Forget all the stuff in between. Goodbye, Rob Zombie. And yet, and yet, within the first few minutes of the movie, we're introduced to the to the main character and her family. Yeah, and her they're 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 nice. They're they're making breakfast. They're talking about their day, and then the oh, father, yeah, 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 the father's setting mouse traps, and he's putting peanut butter on the traps, and he says in the room with his wife and like sixteen year old daughter, he goes, ah, I got peanut butter on my penis. Yeah, right. He's wearing pants. What a hoot. I know. How did this happen? So I remember and I remember jumping to that. Like, I don't think you did. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't. Why are you saying yeah, this? Yeah, why are you even saying it? And everyone sort of has a <laughs> dad kind of reaction where most people go like, ew, what 
Yeah. Or just like ignore him and like don't even comment on it because he's a freak. Didn't we have some confusion about this guy's role in her life or something like that? We did. What was the deal? Did we, we couldn't think... tell if he was her father or like, or like her a... mom's husband. Yeah, right, right. That's right. He sort of is unsummarily treated in yes. the film. But also later in the movie, like there was some very brutal, like, like Michael oh my Myers, God, this guy, Michael yeah. Myers head stomps a guy and his head explodes, which yeah. I don't think would happen. And I was like, think so. that feels like it's from Rob Zombie. Yeah. I, I now feel like Halloween 2018 was supposed to appease fans of the original and fans of Rob Zombie's movie. Uh, I don't think it's quite like that. I think I that there's a lot of Rob Zombie influence in Halloween 2018, is... which I do not, I do not like, you know, I was going to fight a little bit harder, but then I remembered Dr. Not D'Artagnan. Do- yeah, what is this? What is this name? Doctor D'Artagnan. Tar- <laughs> I'm thinking of um, from Waiting for Guffman. You're it's like D'Artagnan. You're so close. It's it, like Sartarkian or Sartain. Sartain. Yes, I said when Doctor Sartain comes up with the Michael Myers mask and the filming gets all like blurry, kind of and like brrr, that's a little bit like extreme. I I really so think that maybe. I think all my issues with Halloween 2018 or 90 percent of them mm-hmm. could be fixed with. With a couple edits, like they're yeah. not. It's not. Yeah. It's not brutally. No, it's yeah. not beyond saving. Oh, but there's also a moment where like the main actor's friend is like, "What? I was dancing with these girls and they got me all chubbed up." Oh my god! And he's like, "They were dancing with me, Allison." That's right. As, and I was like, "This is Rob Zombie dialogue. This is like a detestable." No, it would be it would be harder core if it was Rob Zombie dialogue. Chubbed up is like soft core. Well, kind of literally, but still. Um, it, was, it was, it was, that was it, it, when you said it. I, I was having a hard time coming up with an answer. You yeah. said it, and it's like, it's like that baby toy where you like have a, a triangle block and it has to go in the triangle shape. Yeah. Thunk, it just fit right in. Mm-hmm. That's the answer. Yeah, it's the answer. Okay. Mary Rose has a bunch of questions that are fun. They said, if you were a cryptid, which one would you be? So, Twist, we're not living with this cryptid. We are this cryptid. Whose life would we want? But not who do you want to be. Which one would Which, we... Right. Oh. Right? So, I think that this is like a Patronus kind of situation. Oh, yeah. Which cryptid best is represents you? Hmm. What would you anamorphs into? What would I anamorphs into? Something on dry land. I don't want to be Loch Ness Monster. I unfortunately immediately scrolled and saw a Yeti. Like, big, <laughs> hairy, and like <laughs> slouched. Like, yeah, I'm Bigfoot, aren't I? Here's a question. Do I have any chance of not being Bigfoot? Let's see. <laughs> I think Bigfoot I do. Bigfoot does kind of fit. I think I'm Bigfoot, everyone. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think, yeah. Horrible news. I Who's this? Be... Who's the Yowie? I got it. That's I'm the... basically Bigfoot, I guess. Ba- they're all basically Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Skunk Ape. Yeah, yeah, you are. You're Skunk Ape. Damn it. That's all right. People love the Skunk, skunk Ape. You think so? People are in pursuit, Will. Okay, if you, if you say so. Yeah. As long as people like me. I think so. Um, Geez, I don't know. I mean, maybe the Jersey Devil. Why? I don't know. Because I... you live in New Jersey? Kind of. And Seems weak. I... <laughs> <laughs> that argument seems thin. <laughs> How about like Champ? You know? Uh, no, dry land. I prefer dry land. Prefer dry land? Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Maybe I got something in the back. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the Jersey Devil. Why? I think anything else is fitting. I, know, I like to fly fly away from a situation. How about? You know, I always like to have my own car somewhere so I can leave when I want. 
The Jersey Devil can fly. Oh, okay. I was going to say he doesn't drive a car. Wait, what? I thought you were saying like the Jersey oh, Devil because no, 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 I love no. having a car. No, no, no. <laughs> what? No, but he has you wings to like, okay? fly away. Right, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, this is also an early one that we covered, the Loveland Frogman. Remember, like he's always on the side of the road? Yeah. And he's got, in one depiction of him, he's holding a wand. Oh, it's yeah. kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Right? Maybe oh, he can appear and disappear one. at will. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, maybe I'd be the Loveland Frogman. Mothman. Like a little silly. Mothman can also fly. I'm a little silly. You're a little silly. But I got a wand, so I'm like a little witchy and fun. People better not mess with you. They better not mess with me. Yeah, I feel like the Loveland Frogman fits. All right. So this show is presented by Skunk Ape and Loveland yeah, Frogman. That's right. I couldn't be more proud. Yeah. Um, then there's, if you could pick one piece of ghost equipment guaranteed to always work, like a Ouija board, spirit box, etc., which one would you want? Great question. I would want the spirit box because then you can kind of talk directly. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. The Ouija board is talking directly as well, but you have to like spell it out. Takes longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, even the spirit box, you sort of have to have the ability to decode. That's right? tr- well. It's also quite jarring where you're like, eh, eh. so maybe. What's like the most direct? An EVP because you just ask a question out loud. That's pretty good. Then rewind and press play, and you hear your answer. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. How about that? Um, that camera. You know Zach Bagans' like silly camera that makes stick yes. figures appear? Yes, the um the SLS camera. I have a sticker inspired by an SLS camera on my water bottle right now that is made by Debbie Tercio of DebbieDrawsFunny.com. Whoa. Mm-hmm. What fortuitous timing there. I know. Very cool. How wonderful. Um that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I uh but the, with the SLS camera, it wouldn't give me information so no, much. No, you just see that the body is there. I would just know that they're there. Right. Not so much communication involved in that one, so think about it. Uh, Yeah, I think I do want communication. I might go with Ouija board, because if it's guaranteed to work, then I can even use it on my lonesome. But you could use use an EVP thing on your lonesome. That's true. That's true. It's just asking a question out loud with a recorder on, and then... But then then you have to go back through the audio to figure out when those questions were asked and enhance it and all that. Versus Ouija board. Not you can necessarily just... in this situation. If it always works on ghost shows, sometimes they just rewind and listen with the naked ear and see if they heard anything. Is that right? Yep. Totally nude. What? Totally nude. Okay. Yeah. Um, I um, yeah, but I like us to have different answers. I think part of the game okay. of listener questions is also you're right, you're like right. given good material. You're right. That's even why I expounded on my belief of life or death before. It's because like I want to give people answers to questions and not just be like I said it before. You're right. You ever listen to a show where somebody takes questions and they're like, I already answered this. Yes. You're like, well, I didn't hear it. Could, yeah. Could you, you do mind telling me? Yeah. So I'll give you, I'll give you a different answer. Yeah, things. of course. Um, I, what are other means of, um, of uh, reaching out to the, to the dead? Oh, let me see. Let me think. Right. There, there are um, EMF readers, which only just tells you if something's happening. So that's right. not quite what the I want. The laser light grid. Which is cool, but it only just tells you if something's right there. The boo buddy. Boo Buddy is fun. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Ouija board. I think that Ouija board is, there's a classic quality to yeah, it. Plus they're aesthetically pleasing. They're very aesthetically it feels pleasing. Fun and ritually to do a Ouija board. It puts you in a certain mood. Absolutely, and I think it's kind of fun that we're moving the planchette together. Yeah, it sort of is a joint activity. Right. I'm gonna go with Ouija board. I think it's a good answer. This one's directed right at you. Oh. Will, what kid friendly spooky things are you most excited to share with your child? This is fun. This is very fun. Allie and I talk frequently about at what age 
is it appropriate to show a kid this, uh-huh. that? Um, what am I really excited to show? I'll tell you what. I have discovered so golden books. Do you know what that is? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, it's like a it's it's a pretty big yeah. name in like children's mm-hmm. books. I think that like maybe it's one of the the name in children's books. It is. <laughs> but I think like one of the first books that kids get is usually a golden book. Yeah. They've done adaptations. So we have upstairs we've got an adaptation of Ghostbusters. It's so cute. And Ghostbusters 2016, mm-hmm. where the the each page has an illustration of the Ghostbusters, and it tells in like you know kid friendly language what the story is, what's going on. I, I think it's that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. like I'm really excited to be able to show her on her own level and on her own terms. Uh, this is like a wide spectrum of stuff you might be into. Mm-hmm. Maybe she won't like spooky stuff. Yeah, right. Way, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's that it is the the quality of being able to introduce a kid to stuff that yeah. I'm really looking forward to. I think I'm also really looking forward to a period of time, and admittedly, it's far away, where she's you know in her she's a teenager, mm-hmm. and I can be like, hey, have you ever heard of this movie? Yeah, and and really determine like you know some of the questions that we've always wondered, right? Mm-hmm. Of like if a kid does see. The Blair Witch Project, uh-huh. but now they live in the future and they don't even understand what like the a dat is or like the, yeah. the way that they were filming this. Why, why is it in black and white? Why is it shaky and stuff? Like, does that hold up? I think I'm, I'm yeah, curious see, about seeing things hold up. I'm curious about seeing stuff that I love again through her. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah. All right, Mary's rounding it out with a classic: vampires or werewolves. Hmm. I say vampires off the bat, but I don't totally know why. That's that's what I'm thinking as well. I don't really know why. Vampires I are, I've... I think, more, they're better regarded. Yeah, I haven't taken in that much werewolf material, I don't feel. Mm-mm. There's Oz on Buffy. But, sure. um, you know, vampires are kind of interesting. They're they're a little suave and like weird. They can and... also talk to you. Yeah, yeah. And a, vamp- and a werewolf can't, so right. there's not a, a lot of great storytelling opportunity there. I mean, I'm sure there is, but like mm-hmm. with a vampire, they're talking all the way. They can have a motivation. They can have a scheme. They can have a plan. Right. A werewolf is pure id. A werewolf is the Hulk. Yes. You know? So yeah, vampire is a little bit, but you can relate to them a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're both going vampires. I think I, I think I kind of have to go vampire, but it does have me very curious about werewolf. Why? Like what are the great, what are the, 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 the world's great werewolf tales? Yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe that's an unplumbed uh, depth. Isn't that, isn't, isn't that the next movie coming out from Lee Wanell? Is it? In the kind of like pantheon of classic universal things? Oh, I don't know. Huh. I could be wrong, but I kind of think so. I could be wrong now. I could be wrong. But I don't now. think so. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm going so, to Google that. Yeah, maybe maybe it's coming. Lee Wanell Werewolf. Let's see. Um, yes. Oh. A Wolfman, but wolf kind man. of. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Lee Wanell is the Wolfman reboot director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is from Deadline. Yep. Ryan Gosling. Yep. That's interesting. Okay. Okay. I love him. I think he's great. I'm not even just saying like I think he's hunky or whatever. I really like Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. I'll be very curious to see this. Yeah. Maybe our answer will change when this comes out. Maybe. We'll have to update you, Mary. Maybe. Sign me up. Cool. All right. Let's move on to Beth's question. 
what's your favorite and least favorite horror slash spooky movie trope? Examples like let's split up or the virgin saving the day because they're pure. Interesting. Uh, a favorite for me is the final girl trope. I really appreciate that it's often a woman or girl who's like come out on top. I really like that. Um, and I'm trying to think of a least favorite for me. I've got a least favorite. Yeah, go for it. The fat idiot clown friend. Mm, that one does suck. Who's very funny. Yeah, always funny. Always I know. very, very funny. No, that is a really annoying horror trope. Yeah. Definitely. That's my least favorite. Yeah. What's your favorite, do you think? Um, I, I, I think my f- favorite is a version of Final Girl. Mm-hmm. I, I think that one of the reasons why slasher movies connect with people is that they tell a very simple story at their core when they're told well, which is just about good versus evil. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we consciously and unconsciously really find ourselves engaging in. Yeah. I like seeing the villain defeated. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I love, a, a I love how unstoppable Michael Myers is and, you know, Jason Voorhees is mm-hmm. and stuff, but I also really like seeing the villain get theirs and be yeah. like put down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I do think that it's 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 not just the final girl. It's defeating the bad guy. I feel that way too. I really like absolutes in horror movies. Sure. Like this person is just bad. I don't really want their backstory. I think partially because I am so aware that in real life there are like no absolutes. Almost everything is gray. Almost every single thing is a spectrum. Right. And even though that's cool in a lot of ways. It's also like mind boggling in a lot of ways. And so it's kind of nice and a relief in a horror movie for it to just be like good versus evil. That's it. This hero won villain lost. I kind of just like that. It's kind of a relief to me of like, well, but he, I don't want to get into it. I agree. I'll I'll tell you what, here's, here's something that's kind of goofy because I know that elsewhere I've like definitely like championed the notion of sequels Mm -hmm. and keep going, keep going, keep going just because I think it's fun. Yeah. So that sort of is at odds with my saying the villain's got to lose. But check this out. Well, but, you know, they can lose in that installment. Yeah, but, like, you know, when you throw Michael Myers down a well, is that really defeating him? You know I mean, it's, they didn't want to really commit to killing him. Yeah, but I feel like, I don't know, if that's okay for me. I'm like, okay, it's defeated for now. Well, that's why, though, I will say once again, mm-hmm. scream. Mm-hmm. Every killer gets stopped Yeah. at the end of a scream movie. Yeah. And yet the sort of onus... The trauma and the legacy of the ghost phase character could come back through somebody else right. as a medium. Right. It does allow for ultimate good versus ultimate evil, which is yeah. very enjoyable to see. Yeah, very enjoyable and very satisfying. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think of a least favorite trope for me. Um, let me see. Honestly, I uh I mean it's the same kind of thing. I was gonna say I really do. The funny guy sucks. And it's kind of the same thing that you just funny said. Funny guy's a bummer. Yeah. If you're a fat guy in a movie, you're hilarious. Mm-hmm. And you suck. Often the same case for a fat girl, by the way. True. Or like extremely sexual because she's like making up for something. Sure, sure. Um, so I don't like that either. Let's yeah, say that. The, like the fat girl who's like, oh, Jason. Maybe not Jason because he's the killer. And then but, the fat idiot was like, skadoosh. Yeah, right. <laughs> what are you doing, killer guy? You're not rocking. <laughs> and he gets his head cut off and it's right. like, thank God he's out of the movie at yeah. least, I guess. Yeah. Or like the, the um, I feel like fat girls in movies in general and especially in horror are either like really sexual or really, really smart and sexless. Right. There's not a whole lot of in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't love it. Okay. So Beth's other question is, would you rather always be pursued by the thing from It Follows or Bye Bye Man? 
I don't know Bye Bye Man. Bye Bye Man. Wait, oh my look up God. Bye Bye Man. I have not thought about Bye Bye Man in quite some time. This I don't know. Did I've, you see this? No, no. Okay. I'm aware. I know it exists, but I've never seen it. All right. I'm going to put it to you this way. Okay. I don't want to influence your answer. Okay. It follows, right? The idea is that the, it's it's like an STD. Yeah. You can contract the curse, but you can live with it, mm-hmm. right? If you have a plan, theoretically, you can live a, a full life. It may always be on your heels, but you can get away with it. Right. The bye-bye man, if I recall correctly, worms its way into your head, gives you visions, oh tortures you, drives you to kill. Um, you'll scrawl all over the walls. Your entire existence will be consumed with anxiety and pain. Now, I don't want to influence your answer. My answer is quite simple. I'm going to go with it <laughs> from It Follows. <laughs> I am also going to go with that. I'm sorry. I don't want my entire existence to be full of anxiety. I don't want to... I- don't want to risk contaminating <laughs> your view over this Faye issue. Faye Dunaway is in this? Yeah. This movie. What? Oh, yeah. Faye Dunaway is definitely in this. Wow. Carrie Ann Moss is in this. Yeah, right. There's a lot going on here. Huh. In 1969, a mass murder occurs in Madison, Wisconsin, during which a man kills people on his block. As he shoots the neighbors, he continually asks if anyone spoke about the name, which cannot be said. He also repeats the same thing over and over again. Don't say it. Don't think it. Don't think it. Don't say it. Um, he, you don't, there ain't no happy life with a bye-bye man. No, I can't imagine. (laughs) At least like with the thing from it follows, like you can sometimes go about your business, even though if you have this, like, even though you have this dread. Yes. And somewhere like I can never forget about the bye-bye man. Yeah. The bye-bye man will convert you. Yes. The bye-bye man will convert you into like a raving killer. No, no. So which do you want to (laughs) be? I'm glad I know about the Bye Bye Man. I love that. You should watch the Bye Bye Man. I I saw it. Yeah, I would like to. Rocco Bodie. (laughs) Did you like it? No. (laughs) I saw it. I saw it. Rocco Bodie from Mega64. They did a show and he was like, "Uh, this episode's brought to you by the the Bye Bye Man. Don't think it. Don't say it. Don't see it. Uh, (laughs) It's just (laughs) a perfect joke. (laughs) Say no more. All right. And we are rounding things out with a group of questions from Abby. All right. The first one is, would you rather be abducted by aliens or haunted by a demonic demon? William, I see the floor. How long are you haunted for? Well, here's the thing. I'm going to say haunted because I'm hoping I can get somebody to fix it for me. If I'm haunted by a uh, demonic demon, hopefully I can get in whatever I need to get in. No matter what, here's what we've really discovered on Guide to the Unknown. Mm -hmm. No matter which one happens to you, if you talk about it, no one's going to believe you. Yes, definitely. Even two dumb, dumb podcasters from New Jersey will debate the veracity of your story. Yeah. You'll be second guessed forever. Right. So neither one if is that If you're public great. about it. If you're public about it. Which one can you live with quietly? Uh, I mean, I just don't know how long. I don't know what abducted means exactly. How long am I abducted for? Is it for? lost time? What's most going them, on? Most of them seem to be lost time, although who knows what happens with missing persons cases. Yeah. Like what if there are people who are abducted that just never came back? That's the thing. I, there are a lot of questions about what being abducted by aliens means. At least, even though it's bad, I'm somewhat familiar with what a demonic entity haunting me could be, even sure. though it's very scary. And I'm hoping I could call up maybe Chip Coffee, maybe somebody else, maybe Kim You just want to meet Chip Coffee. I do just want to meet Chip Coffee. No, and I'm hoping that maybe I can somehow get some help with that. It seems like you're beyond... Nobody can reach you and help you during right. an alien abduction. Yeah. So I'm going to say I'd rather be haunted by a demonic entity. And that's not an invitation, demonic entities. I'm going to say I, I, I'm i going to go with alien invasion. I think a demon 
to me connotes like eternal ultimate evil from hell. Mm-hmm. But what if you damn that away? Push it away. I don't know. I don't know that that's guaranteed. I don't either, but... But an alien, it's like, whoa, you're from another world, bro? <laughs> hey, P2, whoa. we've been talking about you. <laughs> um, and it's like, oh, man, there's some, there's life out there. Maybe I meet Tom DeLonge. He's not out there. What do you mean? He's here. Tom DeLonge? Yeah, he's not been abducted by aliens and that... Oh, because I he didn't would come back and... I spaceship. Yeah, I know. Okay. I thought I was saying that I'd get beamed on board P2's ship and... There's Tom DeLonge. That is what I thought. Yes. <laughs> no, I understand now. I understand. Because you'll give your account to the to the Stars Academy yeah, of Arts and Sciences. Not because okay. he's in the co-pilot seat. All right. I, uh, it's weird. You're right. It's weird that you thought that. Yes, it is. I'm a weird gal. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm the Loveland frog. I agree. I'm going to go with Alien. Okay. It, open, it expands the world. A demon might just completely end yours and then doom you to eternal hell. <laughs> That's true. If an alien abducts me, it's, presumably I can still die and there's no afterlife, so I'm good. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Um, what subgenre of horror scares you the most? Ghosts. Ghosts scare me. Scares me, me the most. Uh, right to hell. Yeah. I don't know. Ghosts are like pure emotion. Like I, I think like Haunting of Hill House, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody on that show is so... Like, their death is sort of the embodiment of the way they live their life. Yeah. And that's sort of my personal interpretation of what that's like. I, I find it to be the most um, petrifying. It's permanent. I got to tell you, I recently watched for this show, Black Christmas, and the phone calls from the bad guy scared me. I was I felt myself, I felt a visceral disturbance that I yeah. don't often feel when I'm watching scary movies. I, I'm usually like, oh, that's cool and scary, but I don't feel like actually like oogy yeah. and scared. I felt so I I think maybe possible real life stuff maybe scares like me. Like an intruder. Yeah, yeah, an intruder. I oh, think God, that's I interesting. actually, you know what? You saying that exact word, that is true. Intruder films. I actually don't like them. They make me really unsettled. Like the strangers. Yeah, yeah. Um Vacancy, I think is kind of an intruder film or yeah. of something else. I was thinking about Vacancy the other day. Really? Yeah. It's on something. Maybe you saw it. It's like in some sort of streaming thing. Is it? I think so. Um, yeah, where you're trapped by P- uh, but that that scares me. That's definitely it for me. They're, I don't like that. They're closing in, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's interesting too because I, I immediately went to something that is like based in permanency. Ghosts. Yeah. You die if you become a ghost and you're presumably just a ghost forever. Mm-hmm. You have to live with this. Mm-hmm. An invasion story is very right now it's very immediate. Mm-hmm. You are in immediate danger right this second. Yeah, dislike. Very frightening. That's, yes. yeah. Definitely. Interesting. Good answer. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Welcome. Okay, what subgenre of horror do you predict will make this decade? That's an interesting question. Like monster movies defined the 50s and slashers defined the 80s. What defined, in past tense, what defined the 10s? I think maybe the conjuring style movies. So I think ghost mm. sort of stuff. That's very yeah. That's very paranormal activity. That's even very though that's also found footage you could argue, but I think ghost It also started in the in the aughts. Yep, like ghost demon stuff I think has been ghost the real jam. Stuff. I kind of see that continuing to be totally honest. I think we're in a, a ghost demon sort of space. Oh, well, here's a weird one. Are we going to be entering into, is this going to be something that people don't want to think of? Or is this going to be something that people are can't get away from? Contagion. Kind of pandemic-y stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think yet. Maybe later on in the decade. 
after after 9-11, mm-hmm. there were a ton of 9-11 films. Yeah. Now, I do think that those are drama films. Yeah. Correctly. But like, I, I do wonder if maybe we will, there's something thematically on point about pandemic. It's happening all around you. All I mean, the zombie, right? Like, I guess zombie is the thing that you go to about like an zombies illness. Zombies are also spreading kind of people. definitive of the tens. I, I was going to say, zombies are kind of past tense to me. Yeah. So, yeah. And, but they were huge. So I think that's definitely a genre of the tens. That was maybe very hot. So I don't know. I still feel like ghosts and I guess now that I've said that because of the walking dead in particular and some other things, probably zombies were really predominant in the tens along with, along with ghosts and demons, I guess I'm rambling. I think, but you're, I I think you're right about ghosts and demons. Cause there were also those spinoffs that like were supposed to be in the conjuring universe yes. or feel like the conjuring. I think, I think you're, you're right about that. That was the thing that mm-hmm. everyone paid attention to. It was super popular. Right. I think maybe we're entering into a real like art house horror thing. Maybe. Particularly like Lee one oh. invisible man. No, I think you know what? Very artful. James, uh, uh, Jordan Peele's movies. I think, I think that I think it might be already kind of I think you're right. I think that it's gonna be already things more like um, a 24 stuff. There's gonna be more of that style coming out where it's like, really visually thought out really well. And kind of like horror on a different level where it's like emotionally horror based. I don't think that's going to be like the only kind of or like the predominant box office topper genre, but I think there's going to be more and more of yeah, that. Yeah, I, I kind of think so. Yeah. When does the pendulum swing the other way and we just make stuff that's fun? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it's like ebb and flow and everything. I know. Horror got kind of junk for a while, so now we've got elevated horror, mm-hmm. art house horror. Yeah. Is there going to come a point where we have too much of that and maybe people are being like, well, yes, I have made an elevated horror movie of my own and we're like all right enough of these people who are thinking too seriously about stuff maybe but have fun there is also like real awesome horror right now like like you said the invisible man was so good and that leads us right into another question of abby's um which was asking our thoughts on blind manor that was also so good even though it's technically like it's probably technically that kind of elevated horror thing, but doesn't really feel stuffy in the same way yep. that sometimes it does. And by the way, I sometimes like that elevated kind of horror, but some of oh, it sure. just feels like yeah. it's more the public's talking about it, I guess, that feels a little bit like stuffy. And that's kind important. of what I'm curious about. It's a little I'm bit curious more... about what is it that average Joe, mm-hmm. average Jane, what, right. what are they into? Because Average anybody. Average anybody. Yeah, exactly. Forget um, Joe and Jane. What'd you say? What? <laughs> Um, so thoughts on Blind Manor? I loved Blind Manor. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. I watched it with uh, Allie. She had not seen Hill House. Mm-hmm. Um, like many people out there, I, I think a big opinion online was if you watched Hill House and you saw Blind Manor, Blind Manor is really good. It's not as good as Hill House. And then I watched it with Allie and Allie loved it. Yeah. So we rewatched Hill House, me for the second time, her for the first time. And she was like, that was pretty good. It wasn't as good as Blind Manor. Yeah, and I so mean, I sometimes sort of, it's just I think that they were just both impeccable shows, and yeah. whichever one you saw first is novel to you, Yeah, and the oh, other God. feels kind of familiar. They're both so They're both wonderful. I really good. liked Blind Manor quite a bit. I did, too. I loved it. Okay, and then the final question Last of this one. whole batch of listener stories from Abby is, if you could choose a theme for American Horror Story that Will wouldn't hate, oh, what no. would it be? So what would we want to see from American Horror Story? What could they say that would make us stoked? And let me think. 
I don't know if I trust it anyway. I know. Right? I mean, like, what, what do I love? Like, let's again perfect world it where we know that it'll end up being good or something. There's gonna be like silly music in it. Oh, the music's like the best part of American Horror Story. Mm. What do you mean silly music? They have some good music cues. Mm. Um, well, not always. Actually, I just remembered. Like sometimes they'll have like a live performance out of nowhere, and you're just like, why is Stevie Nicks here? Yeah, I love her, but like, why is she here right because now? Because musical irony. Yeah. Because it's not supposed to be there. No, I know. Okay. And that makes it good. Rather than misplaced. <laughs> I know. Okay. Anyway, what would we want to see? Uh, you know what? I would like to see something that I have realized that I'm pretty into. I like Victorian London, like Ripper kind of stuff. That's fun. I would be excited if they said there's American Horror Story, Victorian London. I'm going to piggyback off of that. Mm-hmm. Let's go Victorian London. Let's go Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Great. You know how Sherlock would, uh, uh, you know, one of his most famous cases, the Hound of the Baskervilles, mm-hmm. a glowing dog mm-hmm. chased down this old man, scared him to death, killed him. Yeah. A detective is investigating something that people say is paranormal. He believes it couldn't possibly be. The more he investigates, not only uh, uh, are the stories uh, uh, true, uh, it is slowly changing his mind from looking for rational answers to looking for super new, supernatural answers. I, I think, yeah. So I, William, am reading a book right now. I'm at the very beginning of it, but I specifically sought it. I was like, what am I in the mood for? And I was like, I want a Victorian London, like either supernatural or crime thing. And so I'm at the beginning. So if, maybe this book ends up suck, sucking, but it's pretty good so far. It's called The Ripper's Shadow. And... I believe that's what's kind of going to be happening. It's this woman who knows people who have been killed by, they think Jack the Ripper and they're investigating it. And then from what I think I read like a mild spoiler, cause it's a series of books. I think that she is going to be investigating the Ripper and finding that it's actually some sort of supernatural thing happening Love it. and having to come to terms with that. That's fun. Yes, it is fun. The it's outsider so fun. was very much um, about, about yeah. people like, you know, police officers, detectives mm-hmm. who are very down to earth confronting more and more like, whoa, this doesn't Ugh, make sense the unless the so answer good. is paranormal. Right. But that's impossible. And right. then like having to come to terms with it. I think I would enjoy that. Yeah. The problem is I think that, you know, uh, Ariana Grande <laughs> like would be playing the detective and, you know, like would then sing and like, I know they'd be like, is it paranormal or not? And I'd be like, yeah, great. That's a great mystery for the entire season. Then it'd be answered at the end of episode one. Yeah. And then Ariana Grande would be gone, but there would be a cameo now, now, you know, now we flash forward 50 years and Leslie Jordan is playing the same character as Ariana Grande, as Ariana Grande. <laughs> and it's like, and then we flash even more forward, and now it's like modern day New York. And they're being interviewed by Lana Winters. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, whoa. I know. <laughs> Pick one thing. I know. One thing. I know. But and, that would, and yet, if they went with detective, mm-hmm. d- let's play off detective fiction, yeah. which does have horror elements. Sure. Bone collector. Right. Let's deal with frightening fun stuff from detective fiction i think we just need scary. to as you are we need to look to other shows for this we're just not going to get i have come to accept that i'm not going to get what i want from american horror story okay it's not it's it isn't there for me so you agree with me yes of course i agree with you that's not up for debate 
I don't know why people have jumped jumped on you so much about American Horror Story. When I, I think also, I was very negative about. The I've show. also said that it stinks a big one. <laughs> stinks a big one. I don't know what that means. And yet I keep watching it anyway. No, it's it's never going to give me what I want. It's just not. Have I'm you, never satisfied or happy. I watch it and I complain about it, and yet yeah. I still watch it. Sometimes I give up, but I I do watch it. That, but I think, I think it stinks. That's why I truly think that part of the fun is supposed to be that you watch it and complain about it. I don't think so. Right, around and around we go. Where we stop? Right here. Right here. Right here and now. Yes. Thank <laughs> you guys fact. so much for listening. Thank you so much for your questions. We. Really had a great time answering them. I love it. I think I can speak for William. I'll tell you what, I love it. And we hope you enjoyed listening to them. So we will see you sometime soon. Definitely check out patreon.com slash pod if you want more material to... F- <laughs> more (laughs) material to fill in the gaps between episodes and to hang out with your fellow Guides the Unknown fans. And you can also go to gttupod.com to get to our Patreon, get to our Facebook group, check out our merch, all kinds of stuff, and follow us at gttupod online. Yeah. Um, You can also talk to us directly if you'd like. That's right. I'm at Chillin' Kristen. And I'm at The Myth Traveler. So we will see you next week for more discussions and more deep dives into the spooky world of horror. Hmm. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld go we. satisfied we never like take a bow (laughs) oh my god who does what do you mean of course we never take a bow you said that like that's weird until then we never take a bow finn (laughs) that'd be so strange you're welcome everyone somebody should hand us like bouquets (laughs) i would love that